I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. SC report time for round five in the NRL. Lakey, I'm joined with you again. How are you, buddy? I'm fantastic, mate. Except the daylight savings up here in Queensland has been pushed back, so I'm off my game a little bit. I'm still working through the teams and tapping away. So I'll, I'll yeah. apologize right now for all of the interruption and, and noise that I'm creating in the background of this podcast. The furious tapping away, it is excusable. Anyway, you've got half an hour, you're on the clock. Uh, but we are joined. We actually have a helping hand. Tonight, and a bit of class by the sounds, yeah. listening to the dulcet tones. Matt, Matthew, Matt Mobster, Matt West, uh, what do you want to be called, mate? Welcome to the SC Report. Thanks, boys. Um, whatever you want to call me is good, sir. Hugh Grant. Um, <laughs> no, not no, that. Okay, um, no, crossing the anything but that, probably. Yeah, Matthew's fine. Matt's fine. Whatever's good with you, boys. Very good. Well, welcome to the pod, mate. We've had you on board as a writer, actually. In the uh, we we recruited you in the off season, <clears> casting <throat> it far and wide, and you've joined us to write the unpopular opinion of the week article on the NRL SuperCoachTalk.com website. Uh, how did we like? You said it yourself when you did send your uh, resume in. What makes you a candidate for the unpopular opinion? Well, um, yeah, as um, what a message to you. I said. Um, I'm, I think I'm primed for this as a, as a POM supporting Manly. Um, my unpopular opinion of the week probably won't be as unpopular as what I am currently. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm pretty primed for that. And um, I've enjoyed doing it, man. It's been, it's been real good fun. I've, um, um, I've, I've, unfortunately, I've put out that I'm a vegetarian, which has proved the most divisive thing I've put out there currently. Um, but apart from that, I've, re- I've really enjoyed doing it. It's been, it's been good fun, but uh, not, not um, taking too much... Um, from um from you from the readers yeah but it's been good man it's uh it's unusual so like you know pencil pushes by day and we just do this stuff for fun mate but you actually got the creative juices going way beyond our means you're in a band i understand <laughs> yeah i am um i'm in a band a quick po- a quick um plug for myself uh called science Surely. rockets where um we're uh, a band in Nui. Um, it's not full time. It's just what we do in my, in, in my spare time when I'm not annoying my, my wife and um, um, I'm watching NRL. So, yeah, we're in a band. We're playing a gig tomorrow night. If anyone fans is coming up to Newcastle to watch us. Um, yeah. Um, cool. Science Rockets. Check us out. Science Rockets. Love it. Uh, any quick demo? 10 second, <laughs> ten second song. <laughs> How did I know that was coming? Um, I am not a performing monkey, brother. Um, but no, <laughs> no, and I'm doing nothing. No, I'm, I am the singer as well, but I'm no, I'm not singing. I'm not right now. You need to give me more notice, like a year or so. All right, give you to the end of the pod. <laughs> okay, end of the pod, mate. Um, but firstly, how did you become a manly fan? We'll get into your super coach later because that's what the pod's about. But quickly, how did you become a manly fan of all teams? 
Um, when I first moved over, it was like 15 years ago, whatever it was, I can't remember what the year it was. Um, I, I, I never watched, I never watched um, um, league in, in, in the UK. It's like my fourth sport after like the soccer and rugby and cricket and stuff. Um, so moving over here, it was, um, it was, it was like a revelation really. Cause like, it's like a different sport, the speed, the athleticism, it was super exciting. And I was just like, um, I was living in first, when I first moved over, First moved to Newcastle, then we moved to um, then we moved to Sydney for like a year or so. And just I just started watching it there, and it was a year that Manly um, went on to uh, beat uh, the Storm in the grand final. So it's forty now, and that was my first ever NRL game. And uh, my mum was over, um, and I remember that it was A and Z, and we were sitting there. It was it was just an awesome experience, and like the queues to the bar were amazing. Just little things like the queues to the bar for the A and Z was huge, and I was like, my mum only drank wine, and she was like, you know. I'm like, I'm not queuing up for a wine every five minutes, Mum. The queue's crazy. So I end up buying like schooners of wine and I would drink it. It was just, and then we absolutely smashed the storm. And there was a little kid in front of us with a sign holding up saying, I love Beaver. And we had no idea who, um, <laughs> who Beaver was at the time. And my mum was just like, what the hell's going on with this kid? Shall I have a word with his mum? So I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> So like, um, but we won it. It was fantastic. It was that was my first ever NRL game. So um, yeah, that um, that will stay with me forever. So from then on, man, I'm just a manly tragic now. There's no nothing I can do about it. It's unfortunate, it. but let's say there's worse things to happen to people. I suppose manly tragic and a beaver lover. After I am game. now. Now I know who he is and um, that how you know what he's done for us. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, beaver, <laughs> beaver, beaver forever. Beaver extraordinaire. There you go. Well, that's a interesting. Oh, I mean, if I went to England, I don't know. I follow Norwich City, the football club. So clearly, I should have gone over and watched. I don't know, Man City or something play. But anyhow, good to have mm. you on board, mate. It's, uh, it's been a pleasure to have some fresh air in breathed into the site over the off season. So really liking what you guys are doing. I think your opinions are a bit <clears> controversial. I liked you, Nathan Cleary, one last week, but uh, interested always to see what you come up with. Nay Clay, there you go. Nay yeah, yeah, that was a. Yeah, I, that threw me, that one. It took me like half an article of reading through it to figure out what the hell you were talking about. <laughs> I mean... Is the unpopular yeah. one. Yeah. Amazingly, it hasn't caught on either. No, it's weird. We'll keep pushing it, mate. That's what we do on this pod. We come out with ridiculous nicknames and we push them until they stick. Happy days. Certainly do. Nice. No one can understand what we're talking about at the best of times. Alrighty, that's the intro to you, Matty. Lakey, you're typing away. So we'll get into the meat of the pod. So it's the usual SC report fair. So we'll go over, go over how our teams are going, a quick rundown of, of where we're at. We haven't deleted teams. Good to see that we're all still here and still standing. I'll talk some headlines from Teamless Tuesday today. Uh, Lakey, I thought it was going to be a nice easy one for you, so I'm not sure why you're still going, but uh, uh, type faster, please. Uh, positional changes, that's been a... a Big announcement this year in terms of what the super coach gurus are doing with us. Six, twelve, and eighteen. Round six, twelve, and eighteen. We're going to see some positional changes come into the game, which is an exciting new feature. They're due to land from next week, so we'll chat about some of the ones that the boys Sangster and Sutherland have earmarked. So a couple of interesting names, and some that weren't named, which are quite uh, interesting on their own. I'll talk about some of the trade ins and trade outs. There's one really easy one. I think we've all picked out. Uh, this round, if you haven't gone it already, I'm sure, uh, spoiler alert, it involves a couple of cheapies in the center wing. We'll chat about that. Could be the easiest trade you ever make. And then some ins and outs. So there's some real rage trade candidates so far this round. Uh, has been the flavor of things for a few weeks now. So a lot of people 
with all the trades in the world, we can get rid of whoever we like. So that's the the name of the game in 2022. And then we'll round it out with some captain and vice captain options. So, boys, let's have a quick rundown. Uh, maybe Lakey, you first. How is your super coach side going? Uh, interesting week for you last week, I understand. Yeah, it was a shit week, mate. Um, it wasn't so bad. Like, I was tacking along okay. I had a few guns coming through. Um, I said I posted that um, tweet on Sunday morning and said, looks like it's going to be a low-scoring game. And absolutely reverse jinxed Ryan um, Pappenhausen into the stratosphere. But unfortunately, I threw the C on Cam Munster for that game, who was out there scratching his balls more than he was touching the football. And... Um, you know, if I had have gone the other way, I would have been pushing 1,400 score, but um, I got a 1,220 as it was and dropped down 3,000 to about, you know, 8K in the rankings. So it's not the end of the world, but it definitely could have been a better weekend. That's a pretty surprisingly big score for a guy that Captain Munster who got all of, what, 33? So what, <laughs> well, what lifted My saving you? grace was uh, Dillbags on Sunday night who absolutely who? tore the Dragons mm. to shreds. Oh, sorry, Dylan Brown for those playing along at home. Um but, yeah, he's been an absolutely inspired pick of mine to start the year and drag me from the doldrums a couple of times now. Maddie, how about you? How was your round five and how are you tra- tracking? Um, yeah, good. Round five, I was uh, – I did okay, so 13.54. Round five, round four. What are we in? Round, yeah. What are we doing? <laughs> but Coming 13, up to round five. 13.54 for me, Captain, um, Captain uh, Pappenhausen, which I was – Stoked with because it started off pretty pretty lame of, of a round. I was thinking if crack a thousand here, I'm I'm happy. Um, mm. But yeah, no. So Captain uh, Paps and end up um, I'm in five thousand three hundred fifty second currently. So I'm pretty well set up as well. My team. I'm not. I'm looking at not doing many trades at all. Like I think I've hit pretty much um, a lot of the cheapies. Most of the cheapies I've, I've, I've hit. I've, I've uh, saved my first two trades as well, so um, I feel like I'm pretty set up at the moment. But I, I can't complain with that, right? How much? I mean, what did you get, JT? Uh, finished well. You were yeah one better than me. I got thirteen fifty three oh, for the week. I think you were yeah good on you. You win the round. Uh, but I'm sitting <laughs> at one point eight k or thereabouts. <laughs> so I mean, at, at this point in the season, it's usually in the five figures. So we'll take take it. But also conversely, like. All it is is one good week or one bad week and you're shooting up and down. So, I don't know. It's a very tight ladder, I think, so far this season. Not many points separating a lot of those rankings. So, I'll take it for now, but I can hear the footsteps coming. Wilfred brings Catfish. He was like 800 billion and now he's about 15,000th. So, there you go. The, the cream is slowly rising to the top. Uh, but it's been an interesting year so far. Like you, Matty, actually looking at saving some trades as well. We do talk a bit about it. We tried to do some maths a couple of weeks ago. I don't think we got it completely right, but basically you still need to save trades. So if mm-hmm. now is a good week, now is a good week. So there we go. We'll get uh, get into that a bit later on. But for now, Lakey, this is your baby. I might throw it over to you. Uh, I oh, don't have the news soundbite yet again, so I'll just play this one. It is a classy pod, as we said. The headlines from Teamless Tuesday. Jesus, where do For I... For some reason, it's really heart. slowed down. Yeah, mate, that's really, really... <laughs> just um, like you and your frigging teams analysis, mate, that you're talking about. That's right, I just drag it out. Mate, I've got to deal with feeding kids and putting them to bed, so give me a break. Listen, the big outs, there's a couple of them. Um, Adam Fanua Blake is probably the biggest of them. He's sitting on the extended bench while he deals with an injury. He copped a knock late <clears> in uh, the Warriors win over the Broncos last week. So he's sitting out. I know he's very popular. Um, 
there means Josh Curran has reverted, so that's good news for him. But, um, yeah, the big, big one for the round, Tommy Tavoyevich, he's uh, busted his knee, torn a MCL, I believe, and so he's going to miss at least at least four weeks. Um, the club said they were expecting mm-hmm. him to be back within four weeks, but um, Physio on Twitter has basically said that's going to be a quick turnaround for that sort of repair surgery. So um, expect him to be four weeks at the least. And um, but I guess we, we can sort of talk about who his options are at trading um, too. But, I mean, the world's your oyster there. He's the most expensive player in the game. You can pretty much pick up anybody. Matty, what's, uh, what's going on in our group chat? We've got another fellow new contributor that's throwing out some wild uh, suggestions for this week. Adam Dean, do you, do you want to roast him or should we? Mate, have we invited psychopaths onto this chat? Because what is going on? It's... <laughs> do you want to read out the message? Come Hold on. on. I yeah. believe it. Let me just bring this back up. It basically runs to something like, shall I, what shall I do with, what shall I, what is this? What shall I do with, um, what shall I do with Turbo? Um, I'm looking to so hold. Holding am, turbo. I, am I crazy doing this? What the hell? Yeah, I'm, I started with turbo, right? I'm, I'm, I'm like, Did I'm a big believer in what I said with regards to um, um, mid rangers and getting a team as deep as you possibly can because this is going to smack you on the ass. Um, COVID and things like that. So getting a team as deep as possible, you can't do it with turbo. So I got turbo in because I thought, yeah, he might not be. Um, He's not going to be exactly the same as he was last year, but I just underestimated how much this season is different to the last one. So he's the same player. The season's completely different. So I, I, I held him for two. It wasn't working. Turfed him. Can you imagine after score? He got downgraded as well uh, this, this week down yeah, to 80, 20 80 points or so, so, wasn't it? Yeah, no. that's it. So can you imagine the state of mind from this poor guy who's thinking about holding a huge amount of money <laughs> for four weeks. What is going on there? I'm not sure. Can we even accept this in, in the chat? Can you, are you admin? Can you get rid of him? What's going on? <laughs> oh, Adam. Um, yeah, definitely. This is the best time ever that you could get rid of Turbo. He stopped the cash is going to stop bleeding. Uh, you can worry about him when he comes back in four to six weeks. It's like he said, like, as like the world's your oyster, you got how many fullbacks tearing it up right now? Pappenhausen, <laughs> oh, get him in incredible. if you don't have him. Teddy. Nico Hines at, at fullback. I mean, you cannot hold Turbo. No, that's uh, right. And say Turbo's still sitting on a 150 break even. So even when he comes back, he's still dropping cash. You're going to be still shitting the bed. So if you want to keep him long term, boot him for four or six weeks and get him back when he's a little bit cheaper. Yep. No, 100% agree. It's a very easy call to make, Adam. It's been made for you. Anyway, we'll, uh, you've got a few days to fix that one up, champion. Um, Lakey, I'll rattle off a few of these others while you type away. Uh, I don't know if you mentioned Kohler, his replacement. We should get that name right. Apologies mm. for, for that poor bloke. We still haven't got it. It's been a month. Uh, but he's been named at fullback. Really interesting one there. He's on the bubble. Second week was last week. So he's got his third coming up. So his price will rise. Got about a negative seven break even. So he had yeah. a pretty quiet game. He was off the bench for like five minutes. Your weird yeah, coach, Des, has the Matty yes. loves doing that. He had four points in that opening game coming off the bench in that Dylan Walker role. So, um, you know, he'll put in a full, you presume, 80 minutes this week from fullback, and then that four points will drop out of the rolling average. So the break even will drop through the floor on that one too going into next week. Yep. I'm still and he's dubious only playing tonight, about, so I'm sure it'll turn up. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm still mm-hmm. dubious about him starting at fullback. I know he, he did, Um, he, he played junior um, fullback, but I don't know, man. I can't really see... Desi trusting fullback position, massively important position to him. I still feel that um, Garrick's got a chance of starting there. 
um, before game day. It's I still feel point, like, yeah. I still feel he can because he played pretty well on the wing. Wings, he's super quick on the wing, as we've seen. Man, he's he had a cracking game um, um, against the Raiders. So I, I, I don't know, man. I just feel like maybe um, he's going to get switched before um, before kickoff. But in saying that, will that stop you bringing him in? Hell no. I've already got him. I started with him. Yeah, there you go. I think anyone say, should get him 175K, in. At 175K, you can't pass it up. No, absolutely not. And when and when Tommy is back, and he, he is, he's definitely going to hold this spot, um, he's a lot more proactive than Saab is, so he's going to score heaps more. So get him in. Hmm. Interesting that they've got Tui Piloto named ahead of Brad Parker, who's on the extended. So whether or not that's good news for Kohler when he eventually does, when Turbo makes his way back in. I think he looks likely to stay there for a while. So fingers crossed he turns out pretty well. A couple of interesting names. So coming back from the injury trail or COVID trail for one of them, both Firma, that is. He's been named in the starting side, as has Tyson Frizzell and Kelmatua Lungi for the Tigers. So Firma, we thought, was touch and go because he was so late in the week with COVID. So, fingers crossed for him. It's going to be a big ask, but, you know, they're professional athletes. They should be able to get on the ground with minimal uh, sort of prep. But uh, Tyson Frizzell and Tuolangi, I guess we're keenly watching the late mail for that one. I thought Frizz was gone, Lakey, but uh, held his spot. Are you shaking your head? You don't think he'll be named there or starting there on game day? No, I'd say personally, I think he's going to be pulled. Um, again, really? referencing, yeah, good for you, mate. Referencing physio, um, he said even the minor hamstring strains and injuries can take one to two weeks to get right. So considering he had the knee thing the week before and he's come back in, he's hurt his hammy, he's too important a player to the Knights to risk him um, hurting himself and being out long term. So I don't think he's he'll get up for this one. Tuolangi is an interesting one. I thought, I don't know about you guys, but he looks like the Tigers' best player every time he's on the park. And then he's either got a head knock or a shoulder injury, as it was last week. Got through 40 minutes and then taken off. He was on the sidelines, though. He looked okay at some stage. But, geez, he looked he like just, he was coming back and, yeah. and warming up and whatnot, but just never actually returned to the field. But Yeah, it's I agree. And you have him, Matt? I do. I started with him. It's a weird one with him because he's, um, he's off to Manly. Um, he was a product of um, Melbourne, apparently. And then he went to Ty- they went to the Tigers, and there's just some sort of, I don't know, um, you know, direct line from the Tigers to Manly. Um, apparently, he said to he said to Madge, oh, I, I want to leave. I don't want to leave with tears in his eyes, but he's still going. Um, but it just does look, it just looks really good when he's on the pitch. But he just doesn't get on there often enough. I don't think. Just had a pretty wretched run of luck. And unlucky for the Tigers, the two best players this year, Luciano and Tuolungi, are both off to other teams. So poor old Matt, he needs to abandon ship, that poor bugger. He'll, he'll be off to another team soon enough too. Don't worry about that. It's Super League, maybe. Uh, you might have some connections, Matt. Um, some other names. So uh, Josh King holds down his starting spot again for the Storm. So it looks like that's maybe how they're going to run the rotation. Brandon Smith came on last week and played a bit of lock, a bit of prop, um, I should say. And King stayed on for almost 50 minutes straight and then got benched when the game was off. So anyway, it's good to see for King. I think he uh, he's scoring tries, setting him up. So I'm comfortable playing him week to week. Um, Billy Smith not named at all. And Joseph Suwali in the extended squad. Uh Blakey, does that spell the end of Billy Smith? I don't think so. He's been uh, he's got a foot injury, and he had Liz Frank um, surgery last year, and coming back, and now it's hurting a little bit again. So I think they're being cautious. Um, Kev Nakwama is a coverage guy, I believe. So, um, but yeah, as you said, it 
the Suwali thing's interesting because they've got him um, highlighted as, you know, their future. And um, Billy Smith, I think, is thought of in the same frame of mind. But who misses out? Dan Tupo and um, Joey Manu are incumbents. They're not going anywhere. Paul Momorowski, he came back on big money and he's a, a, a premiership winner over there. And so you've got to fit the three guys or two guys into the one spot somehow. Billy Smith's yeah. been pretty underwhelming now. I've had him from the start as well. It's, um, it's I don't know, he promised so much. And there's, I still think he'll be a really good player in the future. And I do think he's got a future at the Roosters. I just don't think it's now. I think when you put him up against Suwali, like for me, there's one winner. You know, I, I still think, I don't know, he's two, 294K. I'm, I'm, it's not a sell, but like at the moment, I'm just happy just to hold him and hopefully just doesn't turn into an A nightmare with just sharing that role. You yeah, know? no. I, I agree and I disagree. I um, skipped out on him waiting to see how he would come back, and I'm glad I did because, as you said, he's been underwhelming. He's not been scoring well. Um, but the Roosters have had a, a, a sort of a stilted start to the season. They lost to my boys in round one, which was a big shock to everyone, and they got smashed by the Rabbits uh, in round three, and then have had a couple of big wins. But, you know, Billy Smith hasn't done anything, but they've got a, a, just a fantastic draw coming up over the next few weeks. Um, seeing, um, I talked about it in, in the article this afternoon, they're playing the Broncos this week. They've got the Warriors, Dragons, Dogs and Titans coming up. So that's a really good run. And if he was on the right wing for that, I, I could, he'd be bagging a couple of tries, I believe, and that price would be going up northwards. But just not there this week, unfortunately. You rattled off all the, the teams to come. I don't know if you listened to last week's pop with Stasi, but I reckon he read off about 7,000 <laughs> I did. Every, teams every player that was brought up, he, he went on Should there. we literally just have a segment where we say, the Cowboys are playing XXXX, <laughs> <laughs> just get it done and dusted there. <laughs> so we Jeez. all know. Anyhow, uh, uh, good point. I think there's a lot of teams actually with decent runs uh, coming through, so I'm sure the, it won't be the, the last time we The Roosters about. and Souths are the two that stand out to me. They have fantastic runs coming up. So Parramatta? Up. Parramatta um, has a decent run. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I won't rattle them off. but No, nah, go for I think it. They go do. for it. No, no I they're playing so the Titans this week, obviously. So that's you know the start of it. If they keep playing the way they did against the Tigers last week, they won't be beating anybody. Certainly won't. Um, one other name I've got the last highlight on my list for Teamless Tuesday is Talatoa Mone. He was moved to hooker a couple of weeks ago. He was off the bench last week. He scored negative one points in 14 minutes. He missed one tackle and did nothing else. And he's been named on the bench again. So I think red lights flash and get rid of this guy. Two of him. Uh, yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. trade. Yep. Adam, if you're wondering out there, don't hold on to this guy either. You need to get rid of him and you need to get rid of Turbo. Use your boost if you need to, buddy. Yeah. Downgrade <laughs> Turbo, upgrade a Mone. That's your money. There you go. Uh, any other highlights before we move on to the positional changes, boys? Nothing major that jumped out at me. Read your article, I guess, is the, the ad. That's right. Maddie, yeah, nothing just, to do? Maybe just Hetherington, maybe, potentially. Ooh. I mean, I, I, Which one? Not, Kobe, um, you mean? Kobe. Yeah. Right. Kobe Hetherington, um, 318K. Is, um, he should get 50 minutes, but he's never been amazing. No. It's definitely not a must-do. I just... Wait and see on that potentially. Yeah, worth a wait and see. I remember talking to um, Catfish about this friend of the site and um, but he and massive Broncos fan. He likes Hetherington as an NRL player and he hates him as a super coach commodity. So <laughs> you know, make it that what you will. Yeah, wasn't it will come in eight hundred billion? Yeah, but <laughs> when you're a, when you're a wooden spoon side mate, you're always playing a, above you, aren't you? Hundred percent. 
Very good. All right, boys, let's get into the positional changes. Something new for this season and something I think the AFL guys have been doing for a while now, if, if when and Rome's to be believed. Correct. Positional changes are coming into effect from next week, and that means there's a couple of rules around, and maybe we'll start with those, as the Daily Telly guys did as well. So they can only add positions, cannot take away positions. So that would mess, I think, with the fabric of everything. So they're only going to add to players that are only one position right now. So you can't mix and match dual position players already. So that does put some limitations on it. They may have gotten a few wrong based on where they're playing now. But anyway, I think it's better than nothing. Um, Maybe it's worth jumping into the guys that are likely to change. So they've named five here. Um, Josh King, let's start with him. I think if anything... Like at front row, I don't mind him. But the big thing, Lakey, is you trade. You talked me into buying Matt Eisenhuth because I said I wanted a dual position player, yep. and I didn't like Josh King at the time. Now I do, and yep. now Josh King's going to be friggin' dual anyway. So I mean, that just adds another string to his bow. Yeah, actually, you sold you a dump there, didn't I? Um, but yeah, it's simply because he's been playing at lock, so it's classed as the second row. But um, really, it's it's played more like a prop anyway, and that's where Kings been killing it he, he rotates through the front row at times and starts at lock so his game itself hasn't changed and it won't change but he's just getting a, a you know the flexibility in our super coach game which is going to just help tenfold mm-hmm. i have yeah, an I've unpopular a... sorry i'll let you go maddie but i have an unpopular opinion question for you after that mm. but yeah i've got him in my front row and i think he's pretty relevant for second second row um which is a lot tougher uh, position to to get somebody in like that um but for me yeah front row is is it's, it's pretty good and with, with these all these different position changes this is the first time they've ever done this is that right 100 yep. yeah, yeah that's right it's quite a watershed moment but i think a few of them are kind of irrelevant you think it's all really exciting i was really looking forward to this and i was like yeah man right. as so I've, I've seen this happen in um, the AFL game a couple of times and people get all banged up about it. And then, you know, 90% of them are dudes you're not going to pick anyway. They're just playing a new position. So it's more exciting on paper. But the thing with King, you know, I, I agree. He's more likely to be played in the front row where it's a lot of a thinner um, pool there for talent. Um, but... The way that this game's gone and the way that COVID's hitting everybody at the moment, there's going to be weeks where, you you know, you cop a couple of guys out in your second row and you maybe have to switch them down just for coverage. And it's going to be so important to have these dual position guys to cover those bases when when that pops up and hits your team. I know, you know, know, Bo Firma was laid out last week and everyone was, you know, either on him or trying to get on him. Um, mm. If that happened later in the weekend, yeah. it, it would have stung a lot of people. A lot of people had a zero for it. So someone with that dual flexibility can actually help. Certainly can. I have a uh, – you did mention, mention actually before I digress into the unpopular opinion thing for Matty, but a couple of guys here that we're not really talking about. Alec McDonald, he was sort of a cheapie we had a bit of interest in a, a while ago. He had a lot of errors last week. He's still got a spot. But I don't know, I don't see a much cash rise potential with him, but he has now got front row forward to his uh, second row forward that he currently has as well. So another one there. And Fletcher Baker for the Roosters, um, the guy that you see his name every now and again, but I don't think we're ever really going to look at him too heavily. Um, question for you, Matt. Jason Taumalolo, uh, is he a buy now that he's going to be at front row forward? Man, he's in my team. I've had him since the start. And I, I still think, yeah, 514 k for Jason Tamalolo, dual position, yeah, 
just just get him in. I mean, he's he's improving. His, his points are, his, his, his points are improving. I think he's slowly being used better um, with the world screaming. Um, just play him more. <laughs> But he's definitely getting, he's getting the better positions. He's scoring more, and I feel like hundred percent. If like for five hundred fourteen k, it's that depth I keep talking about that I still want. That position two hundred five hundred fourteen k. It, it's a no brainer for me. I think I think he's getting up. You guys got him? No, no, I don't. But I'm very keen on him. Actually, I had I was looking at his stats this afternoon. He he moved into prop last week, but ended up playing more minutes than he had at all at any the previous three games this year and, and pumped out a near 70 score. So I think, again, confidence is coming back. The usage is getting right, as you said, and uh, fitness is probably returning a little bit. He, he didn't play a lot at the back end of last year. So it, he sh- could be getting back to that 70-point um, beast that we know and love um, with a couple of tons thrown in here and there. So he's someone I'm very interested in. Mm-hmm. No, scrap him, Cowboys fan. Don't like the way they're playing him. Uh, he's just not got. He needs an offload. He needs. He's not busting tackles. He's not Lolo of old. I disagree with you both. I think it uh, keep him out. Maybe at front row, a bit more interest from me. But personally, I'm happy to just sit back and watch. Um, finally, Sam Walker, another one, the final one here, adding five eighth to his existing halfback. Um, I think most people have either already gotten on and looking to jump off or not looking at all. I think he's had a very quiet start to the season, both him and Luke Carey. Even when they tailed us up last week, none of them could crack 50. So any interest from you guys? I don't think it does much for me. I'm a a manager currently, and I'd say I'm sort of regretting taking the plunge. He's not been great. He's goal-kicking, which is actually hurting his scores at the moment. He's missing more than he's hitting. Um, But as I said, that run of games coming up could be some big scores for the Roosters, and I'm hoping that he can contribute. I just, need him to, on? I just need him to hold price while Cleary drops um, and, you know, close that gap a little bit. Okay. Uh, interesting. With all the names that we've got bandied about so far in this round's trade-ins for halves, it's an interesting decision to hold. Maybe we'll get into that a bit later. Um, all right. Let's move on to what I think is the easiest trade decision ever, uh, and it's one of or both. You need to get both of these guys in, Cola and May, into your side this week if you don't already. Maddie, do you disagree? Should we just move on? Nope. Done deal. There you go. Blakey? No, I'd say I jumped on May early last week and, and took the 94 or whatever it was. So happy with that. I can just make the one trade this weekend. So we agree. Get both of them in. Yeah. Uh, Lakey, play both of them? Uh, yes, I would personally. Um, if Cooler stays at fullback, mm. I'll be playing him. As say, if he does end up changing, as Maddie has, um, I might sit him. But, um, yeah, Talon May against the Doggies, you definitely got to play him. He's got five tries in um, two games so far against better opposition than what the Dogs are at the moment. So, absolutely play him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with May, 100% lock him in. Um, he's going to be massively owned, like one of the most owned players in history, I think. But Cooler is, yeah, it's another, it's another case in point, as you say, like, I played him every. I played him, and he's he scored pretty well. But that just the move, man. I don't know. Just like I haven't seen him in fullback. I want to see him in fullback before I, before I do anything. But um, mate is a definite and cooler. It's a the thing 50, that boys me about the thing that boys me about cooler is he is a fullback by trade, and that's where yeah. he wants to play, and that's where he came through the system. So he he knows how it's played. He is a bit small. Um, just to look at him, he's not the towering turbo. Um, 
So, you know, under the high ball could be an issue or whatever else, but I don't think he's going to be out of his depth as far as positioning goes. And, you know, he's got speed to burn and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I, I'm waiting to see. Now, you've thrown the thought into my mind, obviously, so it's going to be sitting there for the next couple of days, but I'm going to wait and see those final team lists. And if he is there, I'll probably run him out against my woeful side at the moment. It's, there's a fairly stacked center wing. Like, I'm not carrying too many. I think Billy Smith, I've got him in mind. I think, you know, most people do. Um, I got that yeah, Billy Army Valia. Oh, yeah. He's, I want to say, yeah. He's yeah. on extended. He's on the extended this week. I'm really hoping he can get in and start earning me some money, but I'm not, yeah. He's kind of been my loophole option. I kind of don't mind when you got center wings out because then there's the decision is made for you. You don't have to be like one of those guys like you were at the start of the pod, Lakey, what could have been. With your captaincy call. But anyway, for me, I'm definitely bringing both of them in. Well, I've got both of them in already and, and I'm going to play both of them. So, I don't know. Looking forward to it. Surely at a full... If he's playing fullback, he's a surefire ton because fullback is the position to be, right? So, anyway, surely Manly going to towel up the Knights. Actually, it's that's an interesting one. Who's... I mean, Lakey, you got yeah, Ponga versus Cola. Who's... Should we just... Is there a stake bet here that we can introduce Maddie to the pod with? I mean, you're a bit... Well... Cauliflower oh, steak bet. I, yeah, well, that's right. I'll buy you a veggie stack. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've got enough. I'm buying enough steaks with people, but I'll, you know, in the true spirit of the podcast, I'll jump on. I'll take you on. A cooler versus uh, cooler versus Wainswood. Not a yeah. chance. No way, man. <laughs> I, I have, apart from last week, I have hated watching Manly. The first few weeks have been abysmal. I yeah. just, I just hate. There's some amazing footy games. And I've, I've Glad they have been because I've just hated watching Manly. They have not looked. There's something wrong there, man. And now that um, Turbo's out, and then I'm not taking that bet, man. No, no. I still think I'm actually going to the game. But I feel it's, uh, Newcastle are playing so well, and we are struggling. Our forwards, we have no. Go yeah, that's right. The, forwards, the forwards, forwards is really are, struggling with you guys. What's going on with Olakwatu? If I can jump ahead, um, it, it, what's your take on Olakwatu? I'm a big fan, but. He's yeah. He's not being used very well. He's not involving himself very much. I just don't know what the go is there. I think I think people have talked him up too much. To be honest, he's he's he's, he's has a few good standout games where he busts tackles for fun, but he's not that guy. I don't think like twenty four seven. He's that guy. He's more um, still back in the pack. Still, still, still in his fifties. I think there was a bit of bit of hype about him, and I don't think he's. Is, is, is there yet, but uh, I am not taking that bet, cauliflower or otherwise, my friend. <laughs> if there's one thing that catches your ear when we're going through on this pod here, shout out because we do, as Lakey said, love giving stakes away. Um, I did want to do the math actually before we went to air, but I didn't, Lakey, in terms of Jerome, I'm going to see our bet, our bet here, who's going to average more, him or Fafita over the first five rounds. I've taken Fafita, you've taken your boy Jarrah. That's right. Uh, he probably needs to score two tries, is that he right? Needs, uh, he needs to outscore Fafita by 50 points this weekend for me to win it. There you go. Well done. Uh, but you've also got a guaranteed one because somehow TPJ has got to make it through the whole season without getting suspended. Uh, <laughs> if he does, then you get a free stake from Stilesy. So, I don't know. I mean, you're one for one in, in my in my books. So, anyway. Yeah, so I'll take that. I'll come out batting 50 uh, or 500, whatever you want to call it. But um, I'll take that any day of the week. Certainly will. All right, let's take a quick break, boys, and then we'll come back and talk about some of the other trade-ins and trade-outs. There's a few on the bubble here. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Alrighty, back into it. Uh, Lakey, let's start with some of the trade-outs. It's always the fun one. Who are we rage trading for this week? Uh, we've talked about a couple of these guys already here, but I think a lot of owners, for me, and, and I think Maddie actually put it a, put it well in the, the start of the pod, this week is probably a good one to save trades if you don't need to because some of these that I've jotted down sound like luxury trades to me. Um, I've written down three. Feel free to throw in some other names as you see fit. But for me, Billy Smith, Dave Fafita, and Katoni Staggs are three that I think a lot of people are tossing up, uh, whether to move on or keep this week. Um, maybe starting, we've talked a little bit about Billy Smith, so maybe don't need to talk too much about him. But Dave Fafita, uh, Lakey, I know you're an owner. Matt, mm-hmm. are you an owner? I am not. Ooh, controversial. I like that. Finally, some. Finally, someone joins me. Every friggin' pod where we have someone on, I ask you, David Fafita owner. They are, and I'm just left on my own again. How good is it not owning Dave Fafita, Maddie? Honestly, not, it's been, I've, enjoyed, I've enjoyed it. But a lot of people say, "Oh man, I don't want to get him. I, I want to get him because I don't like watching games without him." But last season, he kind of he was this this early on again. He was doing the same thing. He was for me. It wasn't impressing week in week out. And you, when you're paying that much money for a dude, I'm sorry, man. You've got to be you've got to be fronting up twenty all, all the time. Is that was he a six seventy three k now? It's a sell. Mm-hmm. He's still a sell for me. It's been pretty pretty bad. And their run is abysmal, man. They have got Paramanly, Penrith, um, Roosters in the next five. It's is his is a sell for me. And he should have sold already. Disagree. It's- it's a hard watch, but Lakey, I don't know how you're doing it. You and Wilfred blow up every friggin' week about how underutilized Fafida is. Maybe that's just because he's lazy and Holbrook's it is. not doing it's a anything. Bit, it's a bit of that. Um, I also think he throws the dummy when he's not getting the ball in the right spots. So, once you know, they overlook him a few times and he goes, well, screw you, then I'm not going to front up if you're not going to give me the ball anyway. But let's um, say bad attitude or whatever, but... The man's so dangerous. I think he's still going to be one of the top sort of six guys that I can't, I, at end of season. My hope, and it's more hope than it is confidence, guys, I'll preface that, but my hope is that with the tougher draw, they're going to have to start using their better guys, and so he gets a bit more ball. I don't know. That's I thought watching point. that game last week, like the just the nothing was happening for them just give him the ball they gave him the ball at one stage and he absolutely towered up james roberts on the edge there and he thought mm-hmm. okay maybe they're finally on un- unlocked nope. the key that's been in front of their own very eyes but nope continued to get a cold out there it was yeah, great a question a lot of question how many rounds are you going to hold him and wait for this to happen what what is your so with four rounds in it hasn't happened what is your cutoff i, I don't know mate like i said the the game's tightening up and scores aren't 
as big as often. Um, so, you know, him at a 55 average is not my biggest headache at the moment by far. So, I, you know, I guess I, I see how he goes leading into origin. Um, if he's still terrible at origin, I can maybe make a call then. But by that stage, if he is terrible, I've lost too much money to worry about it. So it's, he's potentially going to be a guy I hold all year. A lot Just of people out, trading out him to Cam. Yeah. A lot of people trading him to Cam Murray, Talakai. He's pretty high up. Isaiah Papali'i. Um, for me, I don't know. I feel like you you asked what how long do you do you leave it? But for me, if you've already got him, like I reckon, just hold on to him. As like you said, it's fifty five. Like I get the sell point, and there's guys on the bubble and making cash and all that kind of thing. But also, like I don't know. For as shit as he's been, he still gets 50-plus. I mean, in a year where it's been a bit tough to nail down some of these guys, I think, I don't know, you'll, you'll take that. But conversely, if you love a rage trade, I think there's a few options. We might chat about them a little later. Uh, we did touch on this guy, Styles and I, last week, Tony Staggs. I sold him. Quite happy I did. Uh, Matthew, anything that you've liked from Tony Staggs so far this year? My, I, I like watching him, but he's, I hate his output. He sort of he hurts mm. defenses when he runs. When the first first game of the season, first run, I didn't own him, and I was I was I was just saw the first run, and he looked like a man possessed. He's trying to hurt people with the ball. I was thinking, man, I've stuffed this. This is this dude's going to go on a tear, and um, then he didn't score anything, and then he continued not to score anything, and it's he's got a horror draw coming up as well. It's just been. I don't know. Again, is it another one? He did look good last year. Everybody saw that, and I give you that. But like, so hyped up preseason, he's he's got all the he's got everything, all the ingredients to be, you know, you know, one of the top five players probably. But for again, for some reason, his involvement is so low um, compared to a lot of the other um, centre wingers for freaking. Um, for the Broncos, and it's just like, I don't know, search for the ball, go for the ball. He doesn't get it enough. I don't think he searches for it enough as well, and that's hurting his score. Um, yeah. So I'm glad I don't own him. But, um, yeah, if yeah, I hold him, it, I don't know, 383, would you hold? I think I'm, I'm not an owner either. Um, so he's someone I'm watching to see if it actually starts clicking, then I'll jump on at a much discounted price. But, um I think the only reason I would look at selling him this week is for a May, um, Tyrone, uh, what's his name? Taylor May. Um, so, you know, you can easily bank a couple hundred K there plus get much better scores and your cash flow is going to go through the roof. That's a good um, trade. But as, you know, as far as he's damaging, he's the same sort of player as for feeder. He's not working. He's not getting the ball, but when he does, you, you, cheeks clenched because you're just waiting for him to break out a massive score um yeah and i say i was very excited i'm not on um purely because he was a bit expensive for what i wanted to do in the center wing to start the year but i was worried about the influence reynold was going to have playing on his side of the field and it was going to make him an absolute superstar it just hasn't come to to the fore if you watch their games, though, so like even against us, he threw a terrible ball to Reynolds that was a short by try. He's almost broken through a billion and one times. Like he's close. He then just follows it with an error. Oh, Reynolds so hit the- him with that Justin Hodges through the legs flick and he dropped it over the line. That's yeah. right. Yeah, you're right. And so he's, he's had the opportunities. It's just got to, you know, as I said, once it clicks, um, I think I'll be jumping on. If I can get him as a sort of settling five, perhaps, then. Yeah, more power. That's going to be fantastic. 
I think if you're weighing up guys to sell out in the center wings, if you've got a mono, absolutely 100% get rid of him before anyone else. Stags at a 48 or thereabouts break even. He's a guy that you can hang around in your side. You know, if you're not going to want to play him against the Roosters, then fair enough. But as we've said, a guy that can go big and, you know, if you've held him for this long, might as well keep going. Um, another guy I would trade out over him is Billy Smith, if you do have him. He's a guy that's out of the side at the moment. Um, you know, perennial injury risk. He's got competition in that spot there, whereas Stags are never going to drop him, in my view. So, I don't know, safe play each week if you need the numbers, which given the way the season's going with COVID and injuries and everything like that, maybe we will. So, for me, Stags is actually a luxury trade this week, given there's so many other potential trade-outs. But if you've got no one else and you need to bring in uh, these guys that we talked about, May and Kula, then 100% get rid of Stags. But anyway, I think he's uh, got a little bit more to give. Um, those are the three that I'd penciled down. Are there any other trade-out targets that you guys wanted to chat through? Matt, anyone in mind? Nothing really. Nothing that really stands out this much this month. I think this is going to be a pretty light trade round, um, like we touched on earlier on. Um, nothing really that stands out to me at all, no. Lakey? Yeah, as we, we spoke about him a little bit before, Talatao Mone. Um, I'm not a, you know, you've got to get rid of him, considering what yeah. he's being played like. Um, your boy too, mate. You suck at a lot of people in Peter Hiku. Um, since everybody jumped on two weeks ago, um, he's he's had a couple of forty scores and now he's um, break even shot through. So it might be time to take the cash and run on that one. It's not a bad shot. He's made fifty k. <laughs> where were you? Price. Where were you when I needed this advice? <laughs> He's had two back to back. In his defence, yeah. mate, he's had okay. scores twenty eight and a score of forty one, so thirty five ish uh, average over two weeks. He's done nothing. Um, he almost got belted in the face by Hargraves. That was pretty good. Um, but outside of that, I mean, I've bought him in because I thought he was a comfortable, safe uh, centre wing. He's got a floor of, as we said, thirty thereabouts. So I don't know. At a break even of sixty, I think he will probably drop cash unless he scores a try against his old club here. But I don't know. For me, luxury trade. I mean, he's made 50K, but I think there's potential for more given how well he started the season. But I don't know. Lakey, you'd be jettisoning him? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, I just think, like, he's, what is he now? 430? 412. Okay. So he hasn't even gone anywhere, up anywhere near what he was expected to do. There's other guys around that price that I think I'd much prefer. Um, you can even, you know, if you've got a Bo Firma in the center wing, you can pull him down and get a, a decent. Um, Second row, more more consistent scorer, perhaps. Um, okay, but yeah, just I, I think it's worth at least looking at if you've got no other options and you want to make a trade this week, go for it. Should we turn our attention to the fun ones, the trade ins? This is always the, because you're going to find a Petahiku, no doubt. But trade in targets this week, I actually think outside of the two that we've already spoken about, the cheapies that you must get in. Um, I feel like there's some not so much trap candidates, but almost just chasing last week's points. And none more so, for, in my view, than Mitch Moses and Dylan Brown, uh, probably headlining Mitch Moses there. I think he is just the ultimate super coach trap. Every single year, he has a game like this. And every single year, people buy into the hype. He's a goal-kicking half. He's playing for Parramatta. They look good this year. And then they'll come out and he'll score 30 and people will go, what the fuck was that? Excuse the language. But... Mitch Moses, he's forever been a trap. Is this season really going to be any different, Matt? 100%. No. Every year they do this. They start off. Yep. It's, uh, imagine being a para fan. I just feel so bad for you. I, I feel terrible. 
Every year they do, they start off white hot. And I've actually seen a Para 2022 uh, Premiership tattoo. I've seen a real one already. Oh, it's I, it, every that year. Just makes me, it just makes me root against those teams when the guys, fans go off too early like that. It's just like, I kind of just hope they lose and then you, you have to live with that tattoo. You hope either their like reserve grade team or their NRLW side gets the win because then you can at least you know, play the tattoo off that way. You're just a fan of everything. <laughs> yeah, but right, uh, in it? fairness, um, before last week, Mitch Moses was pretty quiet. It's fair to say he was a guy I was keeping an eye on just to see how he went. But even when Parramatta, they played pretty well to start the season. But I don't know. For me, he's just a he's got the boot on him and he'll play off the back of Fords when they're dominating, which they did last week. But beyond that, we've always said flat track bully. So for me. Despite the break-even, despite everything else, uh, absolute not. Um, Dylan Brown, though, maybe I'll let you take this one, Lakey, because he's your boy oh, and he's mate, the guy that you have inside. I talk about this with such a huge erection. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Uh, yeah, so anyway, Dillbags, as you affectionately call him, has been on your side since round one. Watching him last week, he looked the most dangerous player out there, running the ball, creating havoc with defense. For me... He'd be a buy over a Mitch Moses, but at a pretty high price. So is he a buy right now or are you just patting yourself if, on the back? If you're going to buy him, if you're absolutely set on it, now is the time because he's got just a ridiculous negative break even based off that 130 or one, yeah, 131 I think he had. Um, the, the knock on Dylan Brown has always been his attacking game. He's got a fantastic floor for a half. He's, you know, sound defensively. He'll make a few runs, but he's never had a, been a huge try scorer or try assist getter. You know, that's always been Moses' um, bag. But, um, you know, Dylan's taking the line on more and more this year and he's getting the ball in hand a bit more. He, he seems to be it, – it's a breakout year for him, you know, or um, – so far, and I think he'll, he'll continue that with the solid floor plus a couple of um, you know attacking stats thrown in. He's looking at a sixty-five average across the year, and if you got that at as um, at the price he is now, you're on a discount. He's owned by only eight percent of super coaches, so compared to Moses, I think he's around fifteen. So you've got somewhat of a pod here. Uh, can I just point out? I'm looking at his Dylan Brown. He's been traded out this week for a handful I'm of sorry. players. What? One of them is one of them is Gerard Momosia. Oh, <laughs> so, in the uh, ether, the you know what that is. Trade- That's just like shit blokes getting their mates' passwords and just <laughs> dumping their good players. It's all it is. Well, there's some other good ones. Momosia's I mean, going happy- off this week. Yeah, yeah he better. <laughs> there you go. I'm gonna hold they're you to it. You- they're backing you in for the stake, mate. They feel it. Uh, Lachlan Ilias, Mitch Moses. Someone's traded Brown to Moses. There you go. Uh, Cody Walker has also got a trade-in. So I don't know what Walks has been doing. But uh, nonetheless, I think he's more on the trade-in target side of things. So if we were to toss up, um, maybe Matt Brown, Moses, or neither, or both. I think if you've got Brown now, I think that's you've done well. You've done well to hold, especially for the first few rounds, which um, was um, less than impressive. But I think if you, you've done really well in the last two um, so Brown would be the the trade in for me, and if you're if you're rocking um, if, you, if you're rocking um, Monster and Brown, then I think you, you're doing well as well. You sort of I don't know five eight. The halves are kind of odd this season. It's lots of hits and misses. So if you you know you got Dylan Brown with that that upside, um, and he's definitely proved it in the past two weeks that he 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 does have that. The Monster and Brown combination, I think, will be pretty pretty successful. 
No, she's no right. more successful than no it was last Moses. week. Um, listen, we just, to, like just to kiss Dylan Brown's ass a little bit more, the week one where he had 40 points, um, he was close to that at halftime before shifting into the centres to cover for Sean Russell, who busted it at rib um, mm. after his third try. So that's what held him back. Then he had a 68 in week two against the Sharks, which was a big game, um, you know, 100 against Melbourne, 131 against St. George. So... To me, he's still he's putting up ridiculous scores regardless. So I'm I'm wiping that round one um, because of the move, but um, you know, forty points or thirty five points and a half is still a big score. Hmm. Well, I'll just stick with my little Jerome Luai and hope he comes good eventually. Because Cleary wasn't good last week, so maybe it's still going to go through Luai. But anyway, I think for me, Dylan Brown's a luxury trade. Chasing last week's points, we always know it never works out. Uh, next on the list here are some center wings that I've lined up. So I'll rattle three of them off. Xavier Coates, I reckon, has been pretty impressive since moving mm. to the Storm. Joey Manu, big game against us last week. And Zach Lomax, despite the blue nail polish, uh, has definitely impressed me so far out there. He's a bit more uh, highly owned uh, at this stage than I thought, but he's around 17 18%. But Lomax, for me, has a very, very safe floor. Maybe oh, starting with Xavier Coates, no, listen, hugely I'm popular just, player. I want to jump in real quick to, to sure. defend Zach Lomax. The blue nail polish is a depression awareness thing. Um, uh, so, there you go. Now I feel yeah. terrible, don't I? Yeah, there well, you go. So I just wanted to point that out. <laughs> there you go. Well, good on you, Zach. Uh, yeah, just don't keep it up throughout the, the season. Or do, whatever. It's 2022. Uh, but there you go. Um Xavier Coates, 40% owned, I think a lot higher than I thought he would be at the start of the season. Big name, 350K. For the Storm, I think he's just settled in perfectly um, ever since he's gotten there. Looks hungry. He's catching the high balls. He's linking really, really well with Pappenhausen. So for me, I don't own him, and it's probably getting at the stage now where it's it, it could be now or never because he's at that awkward sort of price and rising. Uh, Matty, any love do you have Coates in your side? No, I don't. He was in my side... Um, um, before before the season started, he was in and out, and um, so he was he was down. He was three fifty eight k initially to start with. He's four sixteen now. Um, and I think of the three fifty eight. That's where I wanted him. That's where I probably should have got him. But I think four sixteen is still is still a buy to an extent. Depends on the makeup of your centre wing. My centre wing. I have zero reserves. Everyone I've got reserves is non-playing, injured, etc. So I don't have the money for that. But you've got four sixteen for him, or you've got um, four twelve um, for Hiku. <laughs> yeah, if you're <laughs> comparing him to Hiku, that's a good okay. Well, let's compare him to Hiku. Good comparison. Hiku's terrible, um, and 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 Coates is in a really good team um, and playing really well, and he's super quick. Um, it, he just looked fantastic on the weekend in a in a team that was ripping it up. So it'd be exciting to own him, but the, for four sixteen at the moment, it, you're probably right. It's probably now or never, and it's at the moment it's never for me. Interesting. Negative yeah. fifteen break even. Lakey, are you a coats owner? I'm not an owner. Um, he was one I sort of skipped based on his base stats. Um, I always thought he was going like he was going to play that Josh Adokar role. He's on the end of a ridiculous talented um, storm attacking line. Uh, so he's always going to fall over the line and get some attacking points. But 
even the last two weeks with his two good scores, his base and power stats, I think he's had 25 and 25. So he just does next to nothing as far as his work rate goes. He just relies on breaking lines and scoring tries. So that's not going to happen every week. I mean, this is a storm. It could happen, but, you know, it's got to – there's going to be a week or two where he just drops the drops out of the uh, stratosphere sort of thing. Yeah, okay, so maybe a little bit of a false storm then because, as you said, he's got a try and a line break every single uh, game this year. Uh, he had two tries this last week and a try assist in the week before. Had that injured week in round three, but um, I don't know. He's, he's just looks. He's passed the eye test for me. Yeah. Storm wingers can conventionally just park themselves out and wait for the ball, but I think he looks a little bit more, despite it not translating into you know run points and things like that, I just think the way they shape their attack, he's getting involved. Yeah, listen, if you've got him... Um... Enjoy it, ride it until it, it hits the peak, but I wouldn't be trading him in personally. Okay. Oh, interesting call from you guys. Uh, Joey Manu, different uh, kettle of fish. He had a big week last week, but he's always been the guy that, unless he's playing fullback, he's just not consistent enough in centre wing. I know he tailed us up last week when we had nine men versus uh, 15 or 16 or 17 with the referees with the Roosters, but uh, <laughs> anything that you, you liked about Joey Manu there that suggests he's maybe turned the corner or was it a flash-in-the-pan performance and people should hold their horses, Lakey? Yeah, I think just watch. The the 118 he had against you boys was his second biggest score ever and his biggest since, I think it was 2019 when I went back and had a look at it today. Um, he can score, but that, these this is an anomaly as far as this goes. Of Between him, if you're looking at a trade-in for a, a Roosters center wing, I'm looking at Dan Tupo, who, again, is a prolific try scorer. He's, he's sitting around 70 points. He scored 79 on the weekend, and that's sort of what um, where he's at, really. Um, and he's always going to be heavily involved. So I'd prefer him, you know, at the same price. Matty, any thoughts? Joey Martin? No, I agree. Um, break even is minus 21. So he's going to make you he's going to make you cash. Um, and the run's pretty good. And he has the dual centre wing fullback. So there's a lot going for him. And he's a fantastic player, man. He's... He's a fantastic player that should be scoring more, but I, I agree. If he was at fullback, he'd be killing it, and he'd be pretty much in most people's fault. He's obviously he's never going to never going to be there in this particular team unless Teddy gets injured. But um, it's just too much for me at the moment. You could do it for a cash grab and see how he goes over the next three or four games, and you probably do well to be honest, and you probably make money, and then you could get rid of him just pre buys possibly. But I just yeah, not for me. Not that much money in my centre wing or at the moment. Yeah, it's a tough call, actually. Um, maybe a question to you guys. Who's the most expensive centre wing in your side currently? Lakey? Oh, that's a good question. I think it's Jackson Polo at the moment, you know, for the next 20 minutes. <laughs> I've got Dom Young at 415K. Uh, so there you go. We've definitely cheaped out. And I know, uh, Maddie, that was one of your unpopular pieces at the start was to not go anyone over um, the 500k mark across the board, but let alone centre wing. So who's currently your most highly priced centre wing? Uh, you and Aiken. Uh, he's currently 495 and he's made some cash. It's 520k. That seem to be the, I don't know, the, the magic number with regards to you can load up with these guys on, under 520k, play and match up dependent, just get yep. a really deep team and then, yeah, just, just ride it out and, so much money being lost this year, more than any year. I can't remember the time, like, Turbo just losing millions. You know, it just seems like yeah. 
you know. So it's you and Aiken, and then daylight for me in my centres. Mm. Yeah, so I've, I'm a Ewan Aiken manager as well, but he's up in my second row at the moment. Um, yep, so then, you know, I'll be fixing that. But yeah, actually, it's Isaac Targo. The amount of cash he's actually risen is um, surpassed anybody else in my centre wing. And probably next week it'll be tail in May with the break even he has. Yep. If I have a look down at the list of guys that are above that 520k mark, so Zach Lomax is one that I earmarked here. I think his floor's been really good. Hasn't yet set the world on fire, but goal kicks and all that. Dragons looked okay for a week and then fell to shit. But anyway, um, Greg Marju is another one there that catches the eye. Um, but yeah, Daniel Tupo is an interesting one. You mentioned him, Lakey. I owned him last season. He's a, he can be a tough watch because he will score and they'll kick to him and all that. But there's some games he just catches a cold. He's kind of... I guess, in my view, more highly priced Xavier Coates in a way. So I don't know. I'm I'm not a fan. There you go. Each their own. You're wrong, but each their own. Come back. (laughs) I thought he'd come back with a bit more there. Um, But beyond that, there's some guys that are in the stratosphere. Brian Tyler, who's obviously out for a while. Adam Dewey, who's available at 5'8", as well, who's also out until mid-season. But guys like Ruben Garrick, Dane Gagai, even Alex Johnson there. I mean, these are guys that are averaging pretty well, at least, well, Dan Gagai is probably the pick of the of the bunch there. He's 640K, but would you be touching him at that price at a, as a centre? Are we just completely avoiding that until the end of the year when we've got cash? Even yeah, though he's I think, so. I think that's probably my last area I look at upgrading, really, unless someone drastically drops in price, like Brian Toto's going to when he comes back, he's going to mm. drop a, a ton of cash, and you, you just pick him up as soon as he bottoms out. But... Um, otherwise, as far as like for like upgrades, I just I don't look at the center wing until the rest of my team's pretty settled. Yep, now agreed. I think there's definitely money to be made in that position more than any other at this stage. I think money over points. If you want to absolutely pot up, get a guy that's you know 500 plus k because they're not a huge ownership among that group. So uh, anyway, a lot of a uh, lot of interesting plays to be made there, but I think play it safe is the the key. Um, a guy I want to move to now, and, and a huge couple of weeks for him, out of nowhere, really, in Sefer Talakai. So, towed you guys up last week, like he had about yeah, 15 that was real busts. fun. Yep. Uh, set up a try, I think scored one of his own. So, he's been killing it for the last couple of weeks there. Keeping, I think, Connor Tracy, the usual center, is uh, still biding his time coming back from injury. If you were to put a likelihood of out of 10 of Talakai keeping his spot, Assuming Tracy is fit, what would that number be? Low, uh, probably. That's a four, not a number. A four. Okay. Uh, yeah. Maddie, any any thoughts? Have you thought Talakai's one is spot out on merit, which a few people are, are buying into? Man, it's tricky, isn't it? Because um, yeah, you think he would get, you think Connor Tracy would get his position back, possibly, um, because this is not Talakai every single game. This is again we're talking anomalies, and this is. Yeah, I, I can't see that Tal is, is going. Um, I don't know. Talakai is one of these guys I, I watch and, and I I want to own him. It's like what well, it's an excitement machine. It's just you want to bring mm. him out of parties and go look what I bought. And he's, he's going to make money. You know, he's minus forty two break even, and he started at thirteen three hundred k. He's just one of these guys that looks fantastic on the day. There, I don't know if I was. I was the coach of this team. If I was happy just to keep him in there, or you were going to go back to Connor Tracy. Um, it's 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 a fifty fifty call for me buying him. Would you guys buy him currently? No, I think you would. Like honestly, I, I reckon. No, no, I think not for a long term play at all. Negative thirty six break even. And we've talked about some guys, Dave Fafida, 
is going the other way in a sense. He does have a 90 break even, but it's not the end of the world. But for me, a guy like Talakai, if you've got, you've already got the cheapies in, I think he's a pretty safe play. He's got the Tigers this week. He's playing at center wing. Forget about the long-term stuff, like whatever he's going to be playing in a couple of weeks' time. For now, he's got Tigers this week, and then he does play Melbourne. But anyway, forget about that. <laughs> and then Manly afterwards, you guys haven't been great. So I don't know, for a negative 36, he's going to have 100 rolling in his average for a while. Very safe play if you've got trades for mine. Don't just don't expect big things long term. He'll shift back to second row and you know ruin your side after that. But I don't know. I wouldn't be talking people down. Have I sold you? No, no, you're right. Is that I wouldn't talk people out of him. He's not for me because I know he's just going to end up back in the second row before too long. I'm I'm literally trying to pull up the injury list at the moment to see if they have a um, time frame on Connor Tracy. Uh, So once I find that, I'll update you. But um, it's TBC on the website, so there's no. No certainty about how long he's going to hold that position. And the thing about uh, for is he's so dangerous when he wants to be, but he can go floating out of games and, you know, be uninterested and whatever else. He was clearly on his game against us last week and he just destroyed us. But when he's not, he just doesn't get used and he doesn't score well. We saw that last year and then he ended up dropping out of the rotation. So um, I'd be worried about his buy-in. Week to week. I'll tell you what, having a look at funny trade outs, uh, one person and only one person has traded Talakai out this week, and that's Dale Fanukan. I love this shit. I don't know. It's a winner. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know where these things come from. Who's thinking of this? Fanukan is not only more expensive than him, but averages way less and has a 40 break even, and it's Dale Fanukan. So, I don't know. I don't know. Reverse that one before lock, lock out, buddy. But for me, Talakai, safe play at negative 36. He's almost a Petahiku type. Like, yeah, trade him in now. But as you said, Maddie, just be ready to move him on immediately if, um, if shit hits the fan. So, I don't know. Luxury trade if you've got it. Would you use the trade boost? Probably not. But I don't know. I see a lot of people bringing him in. So, get on him for any time try scorer for mine. Um, uh, any others? I've rattled on about Talakai there. Any others that you guys are iron off or think should be higher on the list? Lakey, anyone come to mind? You've done the uh, analysis. Yeah, so the guys I was looking at, as I said, with those runs that are coming up, so you've got your Roosters boys like Latrell. If you're getting rid of Turbo, you look at Latrell. The easy one, yeah, you know, everyone's so keen on um, the flavour of the week at the moment in Pappenhausen, but... Latrell, as dangerous as he is, and he's a goal kicker. He's got a 63 average, but he's played Melbourne, the Roosters, and Penrith You know, in his three games, which that's a pretty good average against those sides. And the run he's got coming up over the next eight weeks is just ridiculously soft. So I wouldn't be... Um, you know, pushing him to the side. And so similar with teammates, uh, you know, Alex Johnson's, if you're looking for an upgrade, he's going to score plenty of tries. And and Damian Cook's looking pretty good over the last couple of weeks. So those are the sorts of guys I'd be looking at, um, as well as, as I said, the Roosters boys in and Daniel Tubo. Cook and Grant is a hooking combination. That's something we haven't considered for a while now, the old Smith-Cook combo. Is that something you reckon you might gear towards i haven't really paid attention to cook yes, this year, to be fair. i would um i would i would love to have it now but as soon as uh origin rolls around you're kind of fucked oh harry grant won't yeah and that's why we're inside matt have you seen jake granville play <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry I Matty, you play go. this year i don't think he's got on the field has he <laughs> you go Matty. yeah that's why i've um i still think tom starling's a go he's um um, it's currently 394k. He's always named to start, and that's the issue. He doesn't always start. He's, he's, he mm. doesn't start. They put him to the bench. But I think 
with his run coming up, um, he does. Uh, he's against the Storm, and I think they, they probably want that um, that busyness in, in inside the rock. Just if you're going to have any chance against the Storm, you're going to need quick ball. So I think he is a player. I think I'm, I've actually my only trade this. Well, I'll probably tell you now before um, it, it is Grant in for Cook. So I've got. I'm going um, Grant and start and, and uh, Starling. Starling plays the buy as well. So I'm. This was my plan a week or two weeks ago, and I just had to hold off for, for Grant because of um, COVID and stuff. But I, I'm so I'm really happy with that. I just love watching Starling play. And I, th- I think obviously because and now he's he's really the only hooker there. Um, he's going to play more, and I, he, he, need, he needs to be played more. The, the, he needs the 15, to be played 20, more. That's yeah, yeah that's yeah, ridiculous the way he's been played. Yeah, fifty minutes is just not enough, man. It's just get him on. He's just he's, he's he, he, you know he's a cross between he's a top cross between Grant and Cook for me. I just love watching him play. He he turned the game against the Titans a week ago while we were yeah. um, a little bit hazy for some reason. Just yeah, I can't remember um, that one very well. Yeah, it was weird, but. Against your boys last week, the game was almost over by the time he got on the field and he couldn't do anything about it. So I just think he was, they just missed too much of his X factor when he was just what you know watching Frawley do next to nothing. That's it. And you think like him and it's we've said the same thing about him and um you know Fafita, give these guys the ball. Give them Bradman mm-hmm. Best, give them the ball in movement. It, it's just like maybe I'm just simplifying guy, things. I love this guy. This is awesome. I'm English. What do I know, man? I'm just making up as I go along. Bradman Fess, you've won my heart. Yeah, that came out of nowhere. <laughs> um, you've actually, uh, something I picked up on that I don't think we've really spoken about much, and that's the buys. I mean, th- round 13, and it, we say it's not that far away, seven odd weeks, seven, eight weeks to go until we get there. I've just had a quick look at my side. I've got like oh, 10 players, uh, 11, including Teddy. Um, playing in the buy round. So, I mean, not the end of the world, and thank God for trade boosts and stuff. But as you said, uh, Maddie, not a bad one to start considering when we do make these trade-in decisions. So maybe just uh, keep that in the back of mind. Um, all right, so that's that's a handy one there. Any others before we move on to maybe captain, vice-captain for the round? No, I'm good. Billy Kickow, didn't mention him. Three yes. scores above 80. Still like 530 or something K. I mean, no one's really speaking about him at the moment. Had a decent week last week. I thought Get him in. flying a little bit under the radar. You're a big fan, Matty? Oh, man. I, yeah, I didn't start with him. I got him in a couple of weeks ago when he, when he, when he smashed um, Newcastle for a massive 31 when they were going rampant. But um, I held I held strong, and um, what did I pick him up? Five fifty, I picked him up for. So just twenty nine k over my, my five twenty limit. But um, for what he does, um, it's fantastic to watch, and it's busting out eighties. And I, for that amount of money, I don't know why anyone's not really in the Panthers with the run with the, with the run they've got. Um, sensational hair. I can, I can go on. <laughs> no, you're wrong <laughs> on that part. <laughs> that's a very unpopular opinion. Right. <laughs> Very good. But uh, no, the, the run, as you said, is good. Dogs, Broncos, Raiders, Titans. Should I go through the list? Um, but yeah, I don't know. He's, he's one of those guys that always caution people when they buy him is that you've just got to be prepared for that 30, that random yeah. low score despite yeah. the minutes. The minutes could be 80 and he'll score 30. Minutes could be 50, he'll score 100. It's just kick out. It's the roller coaster. Be prepared. If you're going to bring him in, I'm almost reckon like given how well the, the Panthers are playing, he's a like season-long keeper. I don't know. I'm going to put it out there. Any stake bets on that, boys? 
your band, Lakey? <laughs> I don't disagree. I think he's got the potential to be that. Um, but as you said, this it's just the roller coaster with Kicker that I'm I'm not a huge fan of. Okay, very good. All right, let's get into the final segment of the pod. It's been a decent long one. Uh, captains' advice, captains. We did put this out there last week. Styles and I nailed it. Clearly, you didn't listen to us. We said Ryan Pappenhausen, hundred percent this week. Um, yeah, maybe a little bit tougher. Starting with you, Maddie. Who have you currently got your vice captain and captain on? Um, it's tricky, eh? Because my uh, what I want is the vice captain Teddy, um, and what I want is the captain Pappenhausen. Um, so I'm look. I'm Shout out to the Daily Telegraph. You need to fix up that crap so we yes. can do it. That's it. Multiple multiple positions. So I, so I don't know, man. I'm, I'm not. I haven't made the decision yet. I, I can't. I feel like it's tricky, isn't it? After Papenhuyzen's gone ballistic, you feel mm. like you can't take it off the dude. Um, and it's almost it- like if you miss the boat, you miss the boat. But then you're all on it together. So you know you could pot up, but it's a huge risk. Yeah, that's it. Um, I don't have any Panthers I want to put them on, but because that's be that would be the standout. I think. Oh, I don't know. May. Taylor May. Just like that, that would be a very balls to the wall move going at Isaac Targo or a or Taylor Tyler May. May. Yeah. Man, I don't know. Would you do it? Uh, no. Not this early in the year. I don't think <laughs> I'd trust myself. Maybe yeah. if it was uh, three rounds to go and I was trying to make up points. But um, yeah, no, that was a, that's a balls to the wall move. You know, a lot of people vice captained, um, or they used the loophole. I think was it last week or the week before with some some guy. It might have been Hines a couple of weeks ago, and then they just had scores of like five come in. They had an, a you know a fifteen or twenty. It's almost like is the vice captaincy irrelevant at this stage of the year, given we are carrying some pretty dud players and guys that can you know score quite low. Uh, you're almost at the point where you need like a hundred and fifty to make it worthwhile. So for me, I don't know. I'm not thinking too hard about vice captaincy i reckon obviously some random like josh curran against us and then just captain pappenhausen run with the crowd can't go wrong lakey what are you doing surely you're not foregoing him again go munster no, yes why not <laughs> i'll throw the vc on munster and the, the captaincy on pappenhausen so really screw myself but, uh, no <laughs> yeah no i agree COVID. i say I, I agree with you guys maybe even um you know it's it goes against the vc sort of unwritten rules but a, a pain house against the roosters could be in for a big one if he's able to play um and then a you know the storm on saturday afternoon very good. I think uh, best to play it safe with that one. If you don't own Pappenhausen, I, I do like Teddy, as you mentioned, Matt. I think against the Broncos at Suncorp, hopefully a dry track. I think he could go pretty well if you want to go that direction. But, uh, yeah, actual own peril. Um, all right, boys, that's the end of a uh, decently long pod for around five. It's, uh, I thought, a pretty easy trade week, but um, there's a few little uh, spanners in the works there. A lot of guys on the bubble, uh, a lot of potential luxury trades to be made. So it's going to be an interesting week um lakey any final thoughts on the round here no no so i think it's 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 shaping up as a very stock standard round as far as you know your your tipping and your your captaincy and vc options go but you know when that's the case expect some left fields or spanners in the works and you're gonna just really just gotta ride the lows to enjoy the highs and Maddie, final word from you, mate. Uh, any spoilers for unpopular opinion of the week article this round? Yeah, I do. I've already written it, and I'm going to get on the nerves of a lot of Tigers fans. I'm sorry, 
Um, it was the. Did you know it was? I think I was told this. I'm hoping this is true. <laughs> it was potentially the first game ever that there wasn't going to be a try scored. No, that's not true. Maybe it just sounds in the good, NRL was, era. Yes, in the NRL era, correct. Yeah, that's it was. Um, so it's going to be regarding the Tigers and a, and about that. Um, so yeah, hopefully I haven't uh, just the Tigers. I like piss off rather than anybody else. <laughs> The poor old Tigers cannot cop a trick. Uh, shout out, Madge. Hope you get better soon, son. Um, all right. Uh, final shout out. What was your band name again, Maddie? Oh, bless you. Science Rockets. Science Rockets. Get amongst it. Newcastle. Uh, I'm sure we'll go to Facebook or Spotify. I'm actually going to go to Spotify after this and uh, uh, give it in. Maybe uh, you might just be good enough that you replace that, but I don't know. I feel like it's a, a high, very high bar that I've set for our closeout song here. Um, Maddie, great to have you on the pod. Your debut, I think you've done fantastically well. Lakey, uh, yep. Did okay. Keep, yep. keep, keep going, buddy. <laughs> All the best, boys, for your round five to come, and we'll chat to you next time. Thanks, guys. We should have really geared up uh, your band to play us out here. Missed opportunity. That's cool. Can you do a co- would you do a cover of this if I request it? No. <laughs> you don't have to do the, the film clip and the dance moves and everything. But no, Jazzy's got that covered. Just keep it up.